Unexplained and absolutely terrifying things are occurring every single day on this strange world that we live in. Welcome back to The Swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today, these viewers sent in their allegedly true and downright creepy encounters with the paranormal and unexplained. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. Now, without further ado, let's jump right into these creepy and downright strange and unexplained horror stories sent in by viewers just like you that'll freak you out tonight. Haunted Hotel by Pikey Page Hey Swamp Dweller, I've shared a story with your channel before, but I wonder if anything ever came of it. So here goes another true story submission of several encounters with the unexplainable. My girlfriend and I were on vacation for her birthday sometime in 2017 during the winter months. We decided to take a break from the rat race of Los Angeles and show her my hometown of Reno, Nevada. My mother offered us to stay with her at her sizable two-story house, but my mother has always had a ton of animals and my girlfriend and I decided we didn't want to share a room with her dogs as we would have to stay on the couch and the pups slept there each night. So I hopped onto an app looking for a hotel that night and found us a cheap room on the 16th floor of the Circus Circus Casino Hotel. My girlfriend and I were borderline disturbed by the paintings we soon found were nailed to the walls of our room. They were very dark and macabre paintings, depicting headless clowns juggling while stuck in rusty-looking cages. And one of them in particular featured a jester with a demonic goat head. We decided to take them down to no avail, and eventually we put hotel towels over them because they were so, uh, unsettling. That evening I had a lucid dream and sleep paralysis episode. In my dream, I was so cold and could see my breath and I was sitting upright in the bed when suddenly the door to our room opened with a jolt and an old woman in an evening gown floated through the doorway and hovered over to our bed. She was devoid of pigment and her eyes were the only whites, like a blind person but more so how eyes look when they're in the back of one's head. Beneath the apparition were several lizards or snakes or lengthy reptiles that made a figure eight beneath her and chased each other's tails in this formation. The older woman raised her arms at me and I began to scream. Babe, babe, it's just a dream. My concerned girlfriend jolted me awake and I was surprised to find that I was lying down on my back and not upright like I had thought I had been sitting. However, she explained that I was screaming in my sleep. My girlfriend also suffered from night terrors and sleep paralysis so I kept my dream to myself to avoid unnerving her and ruining the trip. She did point out, however, that there was a loud tapping throughout the night on our window, and it was much too high up to be a tree, like I said we were on the 16th floor. She also swore she could see a humanoid shadow from the window with the tapping. I had been a month or so into quitting drinking alcohol and was sober for the visit, but I reasoned that my paranoia would be just withdrawals from the sauce. The following day, I took a shower while she slept in. There was another creepy clown picture by the shower that was uncovered by this point and it felt as though it was watching me. About five minutes into my shower, I heard clown laughter in my ears. I froze, immediately killed the water and jumped out of the tub, still dripping. I checked to see if maybe the TV was left on and that's when I heard it again. But the room went silent and was now freezing cold. Even during the dead of the broom and high desert season, but again, I didn't want to scare my girlfriend so I chalked this experience off as nothing more than just my imagination. Again, this should just be alcohol withdrawals. We went to a lovely Japanese steakhouse that evening for her birthday and returned early to our room to relax. 
Unfortunately, the room went cold again and rotten meat loom. That smell just did not go away for the entirety of the night. The shadow figure and the knocking returned as well. Only this time there were now sounds in the hallway of what sounded like a full-on maintenance crew remodeling just outside of our room, and the doors of the adjacent rooms were opening and closing all night. Curiously though, we never heard the beeping of a keycard being used on either of these doors, which we later noted. Finally, my girlfriend said, Babe, this room is haunted. Do you smell that? Is it me or can I see our breath right now? I decided to tell her about the clown laughter I had heard earlier. In the middle of telling her about that, I was interrupted by an entire studio audience laughing and applauding that we both heard clear as day. We held each other tight and didn't sleep for most of that night. Finally, the sun came up, all the activity ceased, and the room returned to an average temperature. We packed up and decided to stay with my mom and her dogs. Upon checking out, I asked if anyone had ever reported anything supernatural at the hotel. They claimed they hadn't. I was so shaking that I told the front desk to keep the money but asked one last question. What was the construction across the hall all night long? Sir, you two are the only one on that guest floor in multiple weeks, she replied. After this, I googled the hauntings at the hotel and someone else wrote about seeing an older woman in the evening just like I had. Thanks for sharing my story, I have a few more to send in the future. My Creepy Story by L. My wife is what you would call a spiritual person. She's had encounters with spirits and demons so often that she's lost count from as young as two or maybe even younger than that. She has also had a ton of near-death experiences, some were due to abuse by her parents. For example, they used to force her outside in nothing but a t-shirt and underwear when it was snowing. I don't know if you know much about hypothermia, but in the latter stages you begin to feel warm. So warm it's like you're burning up, so you'd start to shed all of your clothing. It's common for people who get lost in the wilderness to shed their clothing just before dying of hypothermia. My wife got to this stage at least one to two separate occasions, and even stated that each time she did, she saw a robed man in a dark hood walking around nearby through the snow. She's always believed that it was the Lady of Death. Anyway. Those weren't the only times she's had near-death experiences. She also had asthma as a child, and often had asthma attacks that were so bad she would have to be rushed to the emergency room. Many times, she's lost consciousness and remembers floating outside of her body. She's also had many concussions due to abuse and fights with other children. But honestly, it's a miracle she survived all those experiences. My point in telling you all this is that having so many near-death experiences caused her to develop supernatural abilities after a while. I won't tell you about all of them, just the only one important to the story. The ability to protect herself and those she loves from dark and evil forces. I won't say how, but she's put up a shield around us to keep us safe. I guess you can compare it to a place that has a ward. Now that you have essential background, let me get on to the story itself. So, due to some unfortunate circumstances, my wife and I were going through a rough time and we thought it might help if we tried to turn to God. We started going to church and whatnot and she thought she'd try just relying on God for protection instead of on her abilities and the safety of the spiritual friends she has made over the years. Unfortunately, this only opened us up to all kinds of attacks. Not only were we no longer protected, but now demons could possess my wife at will at any time. This became terrifying for me. I remember so many times that it was hard to narrow down that she had become possessed. I do not have spiritual abilities as she does. I have developed the ability to see spirits after I've been with my wife for long enough, 
I guess that's just a perk of being in this situation. I'm sure it's great for some people, but it isn't ideal when you have to deal with it so often, you know? I remember one time being on the bed with my wife and my wife suddenly lost consciousness. Then she woke up and spoke, but the voice that she was speaking with was not hers. It was impossibly deep. I was petrified. Her eyes had a look of rage in them. The demon told me he wanted to take my wife and use her for his evil doing, and I told him that there was no way I would let that happen, that my wife belonged to Jesus. The demon laughed at me and said they had been there for my wife when no one else was, and had protected her and helped her when no one else would. That demon said my wife belonged to them and they would collect her before long. I told them again that I would not let them and began to chant, leave in Jesus' name, which made it laugh harder. I kept chanting and praying until the laughter turned to choking sounds, and then the demon reached out with my wife's hand, grabbed me by the throat, and attempted to stop me from speaking. It put another hand over my mouth to stop me from talking, but I kept chanting, leave in Jesus' name, while also trying to keep breathing. It was challenging, but the demon didn't have enough strength to cut off my oxygen completely, so I could keep going. Eventually, the devil was gone and my wife collapsed once again. After regaining my breath, I shook my wife until she woke up and told her about everything that went down. She was horrified when I explained it all to her. She didn't remember any of it. I had many more experiences like this one. I even had a few of the demons throw me on the ground before. Eventually, my wife and I decided that Christianity was not for us and she went back to protecting herself and accepting the help of her spirit friends. We don't get attacked anymore, ever. It's been lovely since we returned to the way things were before. These aren't the only spiritual experiences we have had together, but it's one story I'll never forget. Hey Swamp Folk, I'm sure many of you deal with many problems in your everyday life just as I do. Whether it be anxiety, having issues with creativity, or just having trouble falling asleep at night, I found something that may help you. Today's episode is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Now for those of you who are unaware, I know microdosing is commonly associated with psychedelic, wellness, performance enhancement, and creativity, but there are other things you can use in this format as well, such as THC. If you're looking to have a creative boost in enjoy the moment more, or have a better workout and recovery, this is something that may help you. Personally, microdose gummies has helped me a ton in my workout and recovery routine. I used to get super sore and I was always deterred from getting my three days in a week because I'm just like, man, I don't feel like it. But after starting microdose gummies, I have honestly noticed I am much less sore, I have more energy, and I even have that creative boost that I've been lacking for some time. They really do taste and feel amazing. Honestly, I use them to help me get into the zone for multiple things, whether it's making videos, whether it's working out, or just taking on any task that I need to be super focused and zen on. All around, they're a 10 out of 10 for me. They help me chill out, they help me wind down, and I sleep like a baby. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code SWAMPED to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com, and be sure to use code SWAMPED for 30% off your your first order and free shipping. The Haunting of Christmas by The Gothic Mistress My name is Taylor and I am 20 years old and my fiancé is 21. I have been with my fiancé, Austin, for three years. On Christmas 2018, we had dated for maybe two months before quote-unquote moving in together as I was still 17 and in high school. Then a month after the end of my senior year, he moved in with my parents and me because of a falling out with his brother. Then, about four days after my graduation, we got to our first house. It was not unique or beautiful by any means, but it was ours. 
It wasn't in the best neighborhood and was as cheap as we could afford. The roof was ancient and the basement leaked, all the windows were busted out and the siding along the driveway was spray painted, but we slowly repaired it and made it much more livable. About six months into living there, weird things started to happen around the house. I thought it was just the house settling at first or I was getting spooked because I was in a new place. Some mornings, clothes that I had laid out on the dresser were in a pile on the floor or thrown around the room. When I would be home alone, I would hear the floorboards in the hall creak like someone was walking on them. Multiple times, I would catch something out of the corner of my eye, and when I looked, no one was there. I never really brought it up to my fiancé because I thought they would tell me it was just nothing until one day I saw him staring at the dark bedroom from the middle of the hall, and I called to him. He jumped and looked at me with fear in his eyes. Where did you just come from? He asked me, his voice shaking a bit. Uh, I just came inside from the back porch. Why? I responded. Looking at him questioningly, I just saw you standing in the darkness of the bedroom. When I asked you what you were doing, you stood there and didn't acknowledge me. Then, when I heard the back door shut, I looked that way. When I looked back, you were just gone, he replied, glancing at me from the darkened room. Babe, I swear I was outside. Plus, you know I'm afraid of the dark. I wouldn't just stand in it for no reason. I inched closer to him and hugged him as I said that. When the following horrifying incident happened, it was a week before Christmas. I'm a festive person, so there was always some light on in the house, whether it be from outside the home, from the tree, or from the lights I had put down the hallway to illuminate the path to the bathroom. This night, in particular, I was super exhausted. I'd just gotten home from work and was sitting on the couch watching some weird videos on YouTube, but I ended up passing out a few minutes in. I suddenly woke up to a profound silence. I always had some fan or white noise to relax me, but it was quiet and pitch black in my house. I tried to use my phone to illuminate the area, but as I pressed the home button, it showed that it was dead. <laughs> Great, I thought, realizing the situation I was in. All my clocks were digital, so I didn't even know what time it was. I was too scared to move. It was so dark, dark enough for something to hide right next to you and you'd never know. I stayed still, breathing slowly, trying to listen to sounds around me. After a few minutes, I started to hear the creak of the basement stairs. Crap, did I, did I lock the basement door when I got home? I thought. I didn't want to find out. I bolted from my bedroom, slamming and locking the door as I heard the basement door slam open and fast walking to the hallway. The way the house is set up, if you come through the back door, you can either go down a flight of stairs to the basement, or you have to go up three steps to the hallway, to the doorway, to the kitchen from the kitchen. From there, you can go straight to the dining area, and then obviously the living room, and eventually into the hallway. In the hallway, the bathroom is right in the center, and on either end of the hall are two bedrooms. I pressed my body against the door and sank gripping my dead phone to my chest and trying to control my breathing. Whatever it was, whatever was out there on the other side of the bedroom was now scratching on the door and slowly it began to turn to bangs. When it got no response, it crept to my door, the door I had my back against. I knew it was too late to move or hide, so I planted my feet to the floor, gripped the carpet tightly, bracing for whatever was to come. I felt the door try to give way as whatever it was pressed itself to the door listening. I clapped a hand over my mouth and muffled a cry that came out as this huge bang came against the door. It scratched and beat against the door. I could hear something in my mind telling me that if I let this thing in, it would, it would get me, my fiancé, and everybody else. I kept myself pressed to the door for what felt like hours. Slowly, I heard it walk away, creeping back to the basement, and I saw the glow of the hallway lights underneath my door. I looked down at my phone and the bright Apple screen came on, powering it back on. I had many missed messages and FaceTimes and such from my fiancé, wondering why my phone was off and what was going on. It was 1am. He was still at work closing up. I turned on the flashlight of my phone and carefully opened the door. 
I was horrified to what I would find, but there was nothing. Like everything that had just gone on was just in my mind and not real life. I grabbed my vape, my phone, and a knife from my purse and sat outside in the cold until Austin came home. I told him, but I don't think he actually believed me. I was terrified in that house alone, but unfortunately that night did not mark the end of my suffering and torment. On Christmas Eve, I waited in my car for as long as I deemed necessary till I dared enter the house. It was completely black inside and I was terrified. I took my flashlight near the door and turned them on. Facing the kitchen, three candles were lit and placed on the floor next to me, and I held Austin's BB gun in my hands. I would pump the BB gun every time a noise would happen and mentally dare anything to come out. At about 11.55, I heard something start running outside the house, banging on the windows and doors. I pumped the gun to its full power and aimed it at the kitchen. I had intentionally left that door unlocked and was prepared for whatever came to me. The back door burst open, a figure raced up the stairs and into the kitchen and I fired. The figure collapsed groaning and only then did I realize it was Austin. He had come home from work only to surprise and scare me. He lay on the floor groaning, cursing me as I helped him up. This time it was him and I was so relieved. Next time though, I knew it would be whatever attacked me the week before and I would be ready again. Skinwalker in Ohio by Christina M. I grew up in a small town in southern Ohio. It's a creepy place, the town is old, and many buildings still stand, and there is a lot of creepy history here. At the time of the story, I had yet to learn of the history of my town. After all, I was only about eight or so. It was my older sister's birthday, so it was sometime in February. There was still snow on the ground, but it was warm enough to just have a sweatshirt on. Anyway, everyone was in the house enjoying the festivities except for me. Being the wandering little girl I was, I was always outside. This particular day, I was jumping on the trampoline. To understand the story, you have to understand the layout of our property. Our house and front yard was surrounded by a ravine, so standing in our front yard, you could see down into the ravine on both sides of the property. So, jumping on the trampoline, I had a perfect view of the ravine. I was daydreaming and jumping when I decided to look to the left of me into the ravine. Crawling across the wood line, I see what I can only describe as some sort of man. But it wasn't a man. It was much longer, skeletal, and wrong. I couldn't breathe and I felt my heart sink. I couldn't look away and I stopped jumping. It had long hair covering its face and it was naked. It never looked up at me. It just kept crawling. I jumped off the trampoline as soon as my feet hit the ground I took off running. I slammed the door behind me and everybody looked at me. I ran immediately to my grandpa and told him what I had seen. He grabbed his gun and we all went outside. Everyone had thought my eyes had deceived me because standing where I saw the thing was a tall deer. Like I mean really tall. It was so massive even my grandpa had to literally wipe his eyes away to see if he was seeing that. After that I looked into everything about cryptids I could find in the area. It kind of seems like it was a skimwalker or a not deer or something like that, but honestly I don't know. This is the first time I've ever seen something like this, ever experienced something like this, and I have no idea how to really explain it other than what I just said. Hopefully I won't experience it anymore, but if I do, I will definitely send another story in. Thanks for listening to these creepy and unexplained horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. 
As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or on reddit at r slash thedarkswamp. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. If you enjoyed tonight's stories, please be sure to slap that like button as it helps me out a ton, subscribe to the channel, and turn on notifications as it helps us grow. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium but want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller Scary Stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to give this a 5-star rating over there as it helps us grow on those platforms and it's incredibly, incredibly helpful. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story was your favorite tonight. It helps me pick better stories for the future, and I will see you all soon with another creepy episode.